You are listening to the award-winning, leading children's gardening educator, Lee Connolly, the Skinny Jean Gardener and my daddy. Coming up on this week's Skinny Jean Gardener podcast. While some schools boast thriving allotments and outdoor spaces and dedicated forest school teachers, others lack proper garden provisions, leaving their outdoor spaces neglected and underutilised. The difference often lies in the support and direction these schools receive. Teachers are eager to embrace gardening as a means of educating students, but without adequate support and funding, it becomes challenging to implement and sustain such initiatives. Therefore, I urge the government to provide additional resources, financial support, and a major restructure of the curriculum. But before that, as a parent, I know it can be challenging to resist the law of technology and the never-ending stream of notifications that come with it. But it's important to remember that our children crave our attention and presence more than any device ever could. One way to combat the distraction of technology is to set aside dedicated time each day to be fully present with your children. This could mean turning off the phone during mealtimes, taking a walk together without any devices, or just getting outside gardening, away from social media. Another helpful strategy is to limit your own screen time and model healthy digital habits for your children. By setting boundaries around your technology use, you'll not only be present with your children, but you'll also be teaching them the importance of balance and self-care. Remember, the moments we share with our children are fleeting and it's up to us to make the most of them. So if you're with family or friends right now, turn off this podcast, put down the phone and go and create some real memories. How about this week heading outside and creating your very own scarecrow? This is another garden and make that I really want to do outside with Olive. And in fact, today, after school, I might mention it to her and see what she thinks about it. Not only is it a really fun one to do together, but also a really useful one. Because if, like me, you get a lot of, well, birds, cats mainly, sitting in my beds, uh, a scarecrow is a great way to scare them off out in the garden. Plus, it uses up some of them clothes that just don't fit anymore. We know those cupboards are full of clothes that just are never going to get used, right? Don't Don't lie to me. I know there's some. A scarecrow can really be useful outside, so how about it? And if you do it this week, then make sure you send me over a photo. For everyone else, sit back and enjoy the Skinny Jean Gardener podcast. Welcome everyone to the Skinny Jean Gardener podcast. I hope you are all fantastic and having a great week. Thanks for joining me once again, especially after last week's ranty podcast. A lot has come from that, um, a lot of energy. Thanks so much to everyone that got in contact, uh, about four of you, got in contact uh, about that. 
uh, with support, which has pushed something which uh, something I've been sitting on, and now I'm going to tell you about in this week's podcast. So please stay tuned to this week's podcast. It's going to be a little bit different. There's going to be the, be the the same bits out there, but a little bit different this week uh, on the podcast. No Oles this week. No Olive again. I'll I t- I tell you something, right? I don't know. I don't know if Olive's going to be back on the podcast. I don't know. I tell you something, right? I, it's hard. It's getting harder to get her on the podcast. I'm like, I don't have to start paying her. It cost me a fortune. But um, the older she gets, the uh, the more difficult she wants. She doesn't want to come on the podcast anymore. She mentioned to me she don't really want to do stage stuff anymore. I was like, hey, that's fine. Like, it's whatever you want to do. Like, I don't want to push you into it. it was when she was like four or five years old, I was like, yeah, cool. Um, I talked about it actually recently. If you ain't listened to this podcast, go listen to the Sip and Sew podcast with Tom Coleman. I'm on this week's episode, right? And it's an hour podcast, which I love them sort of interviews, which just allow a bit of breathing space. I talk about this in that week, this week's podcast, because how Olive's changing, she's getting older, she's eight now, coming on nine years old. Um, and that time is, we just, I'm just losing it. Like, they, you think when you're a father that those younger years will last forever and they really don't. And I almost cried. I almost cried in that podcast while I was talking about it. Um, but it's definitely worth a listen. Go give that a listen, everyone. That's the Sip and Sew podcast this week uh, with my good self, uh, Lee Connolly. But yeah, I don't know if she's going to come on again. She might do. But I don't want to presume she will. I don't want to keep pushing her into it. Do you know what I mean? So we'll see. We'll see. Hey, uh, other stuff that's happened this week. We launched uh, School Garden Success 2.0, which was very exciting. Um, a brand new plan uh, this time round. Uh, we learned. This is the biggest thing that we learned from our first plan. We listened to feedback from teachers, which some organisations don't do sometimes. And we changed it because we want... I need to stay positive after last week. Uh, we changed it because of what teachers really want right and so i'm very excited i'm very proud of the plan we've put together very proud of the videos and the lesson plans we've done for the schools and the team as well that's put like aid uh sellers incredible job editing and filming uh those lessons and uh, yeah i'm just so excited there's a free lesson everyone if you want to go and check out the free lesson go check it out right now at schoolguardsuccess.co.uk there's a free lesson for you to get a bit of an idea of what you will get throughout the year. And uh, and also you could do the lesson as well, even if you're at home, even if you're not a teacher with a class. So that's happened this week. And also uh, another good thing, a little highlight of the week is I went to a place, I think it was called Letterman. I'm near Leicester, right? I don't know if anyone's ever been there before. I went to a scout hall uh, with scouts, cubs and beavers and we did workshops for the day and a little talk and stuff. And it was so much fun. It's so nice to be welcomed up there. And as someone who used to be a scout, a cub and a beaver in his younger years, it was the first time I've ever done a talk to a group like that. And it was nice to uh, to like almost come full circle with it. So that was really good as well. Um, so yeah, thank you so much to everyone uh, there. That was really nice. This week in the garden, I tell you what, I, I, we will go. I, I won't tell you actually what I've been doing in the garden. I'll tell you later on in uh, in that part of the show, because um, yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you. I hold back, but let's really get into what this podcast is about this week, as we're seven minutes in. 
almost eight minutes into the eight coming up to eight minutes wait for it here it comes ten nine eight seven six five four three two one eight minutes into the podcast uh because uh i actually have uh, quite an important thing to talk about because uh like i said last week it, it come across a negative but there has been some bits going on in the background one of those things which i want to read you out in today's show is a letter that i sent to rishi sunak our prime minister of the united kingdom uh the king himself the royal highness uh, and also other political parties um the heads of other political parties of United Kingdom as well and also the Horticultural Committee. I wrote this letter back in July uh, around obviously school gardening and the importance of it going into the education system. Can we just let's just can we just knock off the music from here please because like I said this was a letter that was written back in July sent in July I've not heard nothing back yet and uh, as you as a podcast listener, this is uh, going to be a little bit early, but next week I will be putting out a video on social media going through this letter uh, and explaining exactly what I feel um, and starting a campaign which I very lightly started, but uh, a campaign called uh, Grow at School. It's not a quick campaign, it's, it's a, a long-term campaign where we will be building a collaboration. Maybe we'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. But first, with your permission, I wanted to read you the letter that I sent back in July to, uh, like I said, the King, uh, His Royal Highness, and also MPs, including the Prime Minister himself. I hope this letter finds you well. My name is Lee Connolly, and I'm also known as the Skinny Jean Gardener. As you may be aware, I have had the privilege of being associated with CBBC's Blue Peter and awarded the UK's number one children's garden educator this year. Sure. Over the past decade, I have dedicated myself to promoting children's, family and school gardening and I'm writing to you to bring attention to an issue that requires immediate attention. Recently, I had the honour of being invited to the House of Lords to discuss the future of young people in horticulture by the Horticultural Committee. During this session, I provided evidence alongside other experts and we collectively highlighted the pressing need to introduce horticultural and garden education into the national curriculum as a matter of urgency. Allow me to outline three reasons why school gardening is highly effective educational tool. Physical health. Gardening encourages physical activity, helping children develop motor skills, strengths and coordination. It promotes a healthy lifestyle and connection with nature, reducing sedentary behaviour and fostering a sense of responsibility for their well-being. Number two, mental well-being. Engaging in gardening activities has been proven to reduce stress, anxiety and depression in both children and adults. It provides a therapeutic outlet, enhances mental resilience and instills a sense of accomplishment and self-confidence. And finally, education. Gardening encompasses a wide range of subjects, including biology, environmental science, mathematics and language arts. Integrating horticulture into curriculum creates meaningful 
learning experiences that making academic concepts more practical and relevant to real-life situations. Introducing horticulture learning into the curriculum is not only achievable, but also subjects like science, mathematics and English can easily be incorporated through gardening-related projects, experiments and written exercises. This integration enriches traditional learning methods, making them more engaging for students and encouraging a deeper understanding of the subjects. Moreover, the horticulture industry contributes significantly to the UK economy every year. However, it's disheartening to witness that younger generation perceives it as an unattractive career path. If we do not act now to bridge the gap, the industry's future may be at risk. Integrating horticulture education into the curriculum will expose young learners to a diverse and rewarding opportunities within the field, ensuring a skilled workforce for the industry's sustainable growth. Throughout my journey, I have visited schools across the UK and observed disparities in garden facilities and resources. While some schools boast thriving allotments and outdoor spaces and dedicated forest school teachers, others lack proper garden provisions, leaving their outdoor spaces neglected and underutilised. The difference often lies in the support and direction these schools receive. Teachers are eager to embrace gardening as a means of educating students, but without adequate support and funding, it becomes challenging to implement and sustain such initiatives. Therefore, I urge the government to provide additional resources, financial support and a major restructure of the curriculum to make horticultural education a reality in all schools. The past few years have taken a toll on children's mental health and physical health due to global events. By including gardening in the curriculum, we can offer children a valuable coping mechanism and ensure a healthier generation that understands the importance of growing their own food. This will alleviate pressure on our health services and other public institutions in the long run. To achieve this, we must take proper steps at the primary school level. As a father of an eight-year-old daughter, I'm deeply invested in the well-being and future of the next generation. I implore you to heed the outcry of industry experts, teachers, businesses and professionals who all stand united in their belief that incorporating horticultural education into the curriculum is the solution to many of our current challenges. I kindly request a meeting with you to discuss this matter further and explore avenues to support teachers in raising a more knowledgeable and healthier generation which can bridge the gap in the horticultural industry's workforce. Thank you for your time and consideration. I look forward to the opportunities to discuss this crucial issue with you. Lee Connolly, The Skinny Jean Gardener. And so that, everyone, is what has been sent. At the moment, I'm yet to hear anything back. Next week on the podcast, or not just on the podcast, uh, on all my socials, I'll be talking about this and seeing if we can get some sort of reply. But also, not only that, I have already asked some friends in the industry, teachers and uh, other friends in the industry as well, 
to send me in a short piece that we can use, a short video piece that we can use on social and why you think that school gardening is important for the future of gardening uh, and of education of children. And if you want to do that, I really do please implore you as the listeners and I think my friends here on the podcast, if you could do that, please send your video to hello at schoolgardensuccess.co.uk. It doesn't have to be a long piece, just a short 10 to 20 second piece explaining why you think it is important for children to learn, grow your own wildlife within the education system. Uh, I would really appreciate that as listeners to this podcast. Uh, And also we will be gearing up that campaign from next week very slowly like i've said before on many podcasts this is a long road and not something quick and snappy to try and get attention we need to make a difference within this sector of the industry uh, and i feel like at the moment we've got the time we've got the the this it feels like the right time to do it especially as we've just had the horticultural committee collecting evidence Let's really push this to the top of that as well uh, and see if we can get some sort of response from the government off the back of it. Um, I really would appreciate it. And hey, make sure, share this podcast, but share next week the videos as, uh, as that is so much easier to be able to share me talking through the letter. Right, back to, back to the podcast, everybody. Um, thanks so much for that. Thanks so much for... Um, for, for just letting me read that out here on the podcast gives you a little bit of an idea behind what I'm up to at the same time okay how about a little bit down at the bottom of the garden down at the bottom of the garden among the birds and the bees that's a good idea a little lot of little people they call the pot into peace there's creepy black eyed me and lovely Keep it a secret now, please They're zippy, happy and they're sweetly Hello, hello, hello And all the What's so going on? There's creepy black eyed me and lovely Keep it a secret now, please This gives me an idea They're zippy, happy and they're sweetly And all the parting to peace The parting to peace well, the sun is shining. It's a little bit windy, but it's supposed to be better than what they forecast. It was going to absolutely hammer it down. Anyway, down at the bottom of the garden, it's always massive spiderwebs, which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, because I was only down here literally yesterday. Ridiculous spiders. Right, let's have a little look in here, because we've not been in here this week too much, but what I can see is some beautiful tomatoes in a bed that has just got so overgrown like just ridiculous i love how these tomatoes have grown though but i should have supported them they've really fallen oh fallen all over the place but um some beautiful tomatoes have grown look at them well you can't see them can you but beautiful red ones we've got some little green ones down here do you know and some tiny little ones there quite a few different varieties of tomatoes been growing here to be honest with you, you'd never expect, or I never really thought, that coming up to October, 
would be getting tomatoes. But I've had so many people ask me, oh, my tomato plants haven't really grown this year. What's happened to them? It's just the seasons, isn't it? It's just the seasons have changed so much that I think we're just looking a little bit later on in the year to um to harvest stuff. So don't don't panic, I think is the main thing. Um but yeah, loving that. They're looking really good. I'm wondering if it's almost time to harvest our apples, which is a a little bit exciting. The potatoes I've left in the bed, they're gonna be harvested next week. I think that's an important thing to do. Um and it does need a bit of a tidy up the beans just on their way out now. Um we had a little run of beans if you if you know what i mean but yeah we've not had a lot of rain this week and so it's looking a little bit dry in it it just needs a tidy up to most of you um because yeah it's just it's just looking a little bit messy since uh since tom come here actually a couple a good few weeks ago it's amazing what a few weeks can do do to it the flowers are sort of just dying off now and so as much as we're still harvesting there is some aspects which just aren't really doing well anymore. And those are the flowers and these lavenders, very dry. They need to go in the floor, really. They're in these little tins, which are not really working. So I think probably we need to have a tidy up in here. And I did say earlier, it's difficult at the moment. Olive is, is getting older and the way she uh, wants to get outside is different to how it used to be. And so... Um, so yeah, after school today, I'm going to try and tempt her outside and both of us be down here. Just having a tidy up, just having a play around. Put the camera away, perhaps. I don't think we're going to film anything. And just um, see if we can both be out here gardening. We did say we we're going to do like a little gardening club each week and it's not happened yet. I mentioned it to her this morning. She was like, oh, let's start next week there. Let's start next week, but... I think that's going to be the thing. That's the thing. That's what I'd do, isn't it? If you didn't want to do something, I don't know. It's a bit of a hard one, really, isn't it? But I do feel like these strawberries need a little cutting back, a little bit tidying up, a little bit of a water. Those beds feel really wet. Something's been chomping through these strawberries. The leaves are um, are decimated. There's nothing left of some of them. So something's been having a really good munch up in here as well. Um, I'm not sure what that is that's been going through it. If you know, let us know on the podcast. Uh, drop us a line. But yeah, it just needs a tidy up. If I stand up here, it just needs a really good tidy up. I think because we had that so... It was so lush and green only a month ago. It, it's looking tired, I think, this little garden. Um, but I really would like to... And next week, hopefully, on the podcast, you will listen... I really would like to do a few activities with Olive. Uh, and maybe that's what we'll do later on when we come down here is record a little bit before we have a tidy up. But let's see how we get on. Another thing, I've got a new water butt. And I don't know if I mentioned this a few weeks ago now. It's still not been fitted. So I will be looking at fitting that over uh, the coming days as well. I really need to start working on this garden. Um, there's been so much going on with School Garden Success that now... It's the time to do it. So, um, so yeah, hopefully next week there'll be a bit of an update. Over and out.
Just a real quick one, SchoolGuard Success is the ultimate resource for primary school teachers looking to inspire their students to connect with nature, grow their own food and care for wildlife. SchoolGuard Success offers a comprehensive range of resources and tools to support educators in teaching children how to develop and maintain a thriving school garden. With our expertly designed lesson plans tailored to meet the needs of primary school children, you can easily incorporate gardening into your curriculum and bring science and environmental studies to life. Our extensive range of high quality gardening equipment and supplies including seeds, compost, planters and more will ensure that your garden is set up for success and will provide your students with the tools they need to take ownership of their learning and build a connection with the natural world. At School Gun Success, we understand the challenges of teaching in today's fast-paced and demanding education system, which is why we've created a one-stop shop for all your gardening needs. From online tutorials and how-to guides to expert advice and support, we're here to help you every step of the way. So whether you're a seasoned gardener or just starting out, visit schoolgardensuccess.co.uk today and discover the benefits of bringing the joy of gardening to your classroom. Now... Back to the podcast. Time for an expert, yeah! Hi guys, it's Richard here with another vegetable gardening tip. Now this week I'm looking at feeds and fertilisers. We often need to feed and fertilise our vegetable gardens because when we take our vegetables away, we're also taking nutrients away from that bed. And if we want to grow vegetables in that bed the following year, we need to replace those nutrients. Often this means when the bed is empty, we apply a lot of compost in order to build the fertility back up in the soil. But when we are growing our plants, we need to add a lot of fertilizers. And I tend to do mine on a Friday, on the day that I call Feed It Friday. I often go around all my beds and I will add something like grow more or bone meal or chicken manure pellets or tomato feed depending on what the plant is that I'm feeding. This then goes on to help me get better vegetable plants and better vegetables, as well as looking after the soil and getting those nutrients into the soil. It's also key to remember that we are feeding the soil, not the plant, and the plant will get the nutrients from the soil. So there we go, Feed It Friday. Add that to your routine on a weekly basis. Just feed it, feed it, oh, don't you try to feed it, oh. Um, thank you so much to Mr. Richard Suggett there. The penultimate top tip from him here on the Gardening Podcast, everyone. Well, what a roller coaster of a podcast this has been this week. The highs, the lows, and the very, very serious. You never know what you're going to get from this show and um, <laughs> you really don't even I don't at the start of the week I have no idea and then all of a sudden it all comes out in the wash doesn't it eh? thanks so much for joining us though this week uh, if you really think you want to be part of this movement this this uh, grow at school thing then I'd love to hear from you like I said um, go message your team hello at skillgardensuccess.co.uk or speak to me directly over on the socials i really would appreciate that um i'm gonna get out there this week i'm gonna get out there this weekend right with olive it's gonna happen 
Um, whether she likes it or not, I can't force her, can I? You can. You, I <laughs> what? My gosh! This is a podcast where I, I I want to get more children gardening, but I'm struggling myself in my own home. Everybody, what? 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 I feel like I'm. This is a. This is a hard. This is tough. I'm the, I'm the UK's leading gardening educator, and I can't even get my own daughter outside. Uh, extreme gardening, let's do it. <laughs> let's just do it. <laughs> anyway, everyone, thanks so much uh, for joining me. Like I said, we're gonna get out there, down in that garden, give a right old tidy up, so we can start actually putting some of the amazing activities in my book uh, into that small space. So watch out on Instagram. I'm gonna start uploading a lot more uh, updates over there, and of course, speak to you here on the podcast about it as well okay right that's it from me everyone thanks so much for listening i really do appreciate you um and i shall speak to you next week
Hi guys, it's Richard here with another vegetable gardening tip. Now my tip here is to know your plants. What I mean by that is certain plants require certain conditions. Something like the brassica family, the cabbages or the kale or the cauliflower. They need to have the soil adjusted to suit them. This often means adding lime to the soil to adjust the pH for those particular plants. Other plants might need full sun or other plants might do better in shade. So know your plants, do your research, find out what the plant needs and create that condition in your garden or plant those plants where that condition is right. One example is spinach. Spinach I find does best in the shade. So I often grow my spinach down the side where I get the least sun in my garden at home and it thrives away we get plenty of spinach each week so know your plants